Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday in the book of Ecclesiastics. We had been reading in chapter number 6 and chapter number 5. And in chapter number 5, starting in verse 13, kind of a review, it says, There is a sore evil which I have seen under the sun, namely riches kept for the owner thereof to their hurt. But those riches perish by evil travail, and he begats a son, and there is nothing in his hand. As he came forth from his mother's womb naked, shall he return to go as he came, and shall take nothing of his labor which he may carry away in his hand. Now I want to stop there and just give this a thought. Humanity as a whole works their entire life, labors their entire life to feed their stomach, clothe their body, and provide shelter for their lives, for their family, for their home. And yet, not one single thing that I have mentioned are we going to be able to take with us. Not one. No matter how much we amass things, no matter how much we pile up and heap up, there's not a single thing that we're going to be able to take with us. Then what is the only thing that we can take with us? That which we have done according to the will of God for which we will receive eternal reward or rewards. We will be recompensed for those things. For having obeyed the Lord, for having followed Him wherever He led us, for having done what He asked us to do, in spite of all the circumstances that may have been contrary to the very thing that we wanted to do. Yet, nothing that a man labors for his entire life is he going to take with him. Not his clothes, not his food, not his house, not his car, not even his family. He goes alone and he leaves everything else behind. Technically, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, everything stays. But God has prepared for us a new body. For those that believe and trust in Christ at the resurrection and at the rapture, we will receive a new body. It will be an eternal, immortal body. Immortality, in other words, it will never die. It will never get sick. It will never get tired. And that which we worked for, that which we have labored in love, we have labored unto the Lord, have labored unto others, those are the rewards that we're going to be able to take with us. So in the final analysis, when an individual does perish from this earth, if he or she has not preparate, has not made preparations for that which is eternal, there is nothing that one can do to accomplish something new and get recompensed recompense for it. It is done before we pass away or before we die. Any time after that, there is nothing that we can add to nor take away from that which we have labored for. And Solomon very clearly identified this 
It says in verse 15 of chapter 5, As he came forth of his mother's womb, and that's exactly how we're born into this world, we're born naked. We don't have any clothes on. We don't have shoes on. We're, we don't, we're not born with a wallet full of money. I mean, we're simply born into this world with nothing. Depending on other human beings at that moment to take care of us. But yet, even then, inside the womb, God has meticulously been working in the secret place of our lives. Fashioning and molding and creating and making our lives what they are to be. Now, of course, DNA and all of these things have a lot to do with it. But he already knows us even when we're being formed in our mother's womb. And every step has already been laid out for us to fulfill his will, to carry out his purposes, to bring praise and honor and glory to him and to finish the work that he calls us to do. That's no different than what Jesus said, for this purpose I was born. He was born to destroy the works of the devil. He was born uh, as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. He was born to ultimately go to the cross. So all those things were prepared. He, the, the writer of Hebrews and in the book of Psalms, it says, You have prepared me a body. The body was prepared for the sole purpose of being a sacrifice for the sins of the world. If you stop and think about it, he came into this world with nothing and he left with a glorified body. But yet, because of the work that he did, he sat at the right hand of God and is waiting for all his enemies to become his footstool and reign forever as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of this entire, not planet only, but the entire universe. So consider that. The, 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 the writer, Solomon, said it's an evil at all points. It says in verse 16, This is also a sore evil, that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit has he that has labored for the wind? I mean, that is very sound advice. Our, our focus should be on accomplishing as much as we can for God, for the kingdom of God, the, the work of God here on this earth, for the gospel. Because after that, nothing else is going to matter. That means, yes, we work. Yes, we provide for our families. Yes, we have to eat. Yes, we have to dress. Yes, we have to have shelter. All of these things we need. But remember what Jesus said. Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. And the prayer of Jesus was that we would pray and ask the Lord of the harvest to send more labors forth into the harvest. That wherever you are planted, whether it's at a school, whether it's at a, a, at a factory, whether uh, you're working with your hands out in the field, wherever you find yourself, that you see with your eyes that the harvest fields are ready and do the portion that God has allotted you 
It may not be great. It may not be spectacular. But the little bit that he has commanded us to do, just do it. Just do. Maybe it's just like uh, in the scripture, that one individual, maybe it's just a little plot of lentil beans that you're defending. But yet you're defending it for the honor, for the glory, and for the praise of the living God. And we're not going to let anything go to waste, anything spoil. Everything is going to be picked up and everything is going to be used. Just like when Jesus asked his disciples after they fed the multitude of 4,000 and 5,000, go and take up that which remained. And they picked up all these baskets. Why? Because nothing must go to waste. All our efforts must go into making that eternal reward abound. Let no man steal it. Let no man deceive you and take it away. Do not lose it by lack of involvement. But remember, we are to labor not for the food that wastes away, but labor for that which is eternal. Yes, we're going to work. Yes, we have to buy. I'm not saying that we can't do that, but I'm saying learning to trust God to provide and make provision for the simple necessities of life so that we can learn to trust Him for the bigger things that come along. We exercise our faith in the small and little things so that eventually we can exercise our faith in the much needed bigger things in our life. So then the scripture doesn't stop there. It says in verse 17, All his days also he eateth in darkness, and he has much sorrow and wrath with his sickness. Now if you read Proverbs, I believe it's chapter 10 verse 22, it says that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and it adds no sorrow. When the blessing of God is upon your life, upon your job, upon your home, upon your family, it doesn't bring sorrow. How many individuals are described in this one verse? All his days he eateth in darkness. In other words, there's no light. There's no joy. There's no peace. There's nothing. And it says he has much sorrow and even wrath. Anger. Basically, the individual uh, finds himself uh, with an indignation, even a rage uh, with his sickness. And what is the sickness? Namely this, that you keep that which is more than is necessary for you to survive. We'll read it again, verse 13. There is a sore evil that I have seen under the sun. Namely, riches kept for the owners thereof to their own hurt. And we had read uh, in chapter 6 of Ecclesiastics where it also mentions the same thing. It is a disease, a sickness that it controls, guides, and takes over the lives of many people. And we can literally identify it or call it the love of money. To literally be engrossed in with the desire of money, 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 money. But then there are those that God does bless with money. He blesses with finances. 
And they are mere channels. All they do is funnel what God has pro- provided and put in their hands so that the gospel, so that the needs of humanity, whether it's the orphan or the widow or the hungry or the homeless, uh, can be attended to. But it is simply a means and yet God still continues to provide. And then the scripture says, He that lendeth, or he that giveth to the poor, lendeth unto the Lord. So when you're helping the poor, not only in this country, but around the world, technically it says you're lending to the Lord. And he will give you everything back with interest and so much more. Then the scripture says in verse number 18, chapter 5, Behold, That which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat. Now now he's going to the other side of the coin. To eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life. Not a few, but all the days. Uh, not talking about going through the times of darkness, the t- times of emptiness or scarceness, but there's a time of plenty that he enjoy it all the days of his life, which God giveth for him, for it is his portion. Then in verse number 19, it says, Every man also to whom God has given riches and wealth, and has given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor. This is a gift of God. Notice, much like the different gifts of the Holy Spirit, much like many other gifts, like the gift of salvation, the gift of righteousness, the gift of uh, eternal life, all of these, much like that, the scripture says, That there are individuals to whom God will give the power to make riches and wealth and also give him the power to enjoy that and take his portion and to rejoice in the work that he or she is doing. It says this is a gift of God. And in verse number 20 it says, For he shall not remember, for he shall not much remember the days of his life, because God answereth him in the joy of his heart. You're not going to remember the sad days, the bad days. You're not going to remember the hurt and the pain, because God has provided you with such such extreme blessing that the goodness of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God in your life just simply overwhelms you much more than does the depression and everything else that this world would literally throw at us. Well, where do you find yourself today? Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us again on Friday as we finish up. Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Amen.